right away from the first moment, this person will know that this is going to be a different kind of conversation. That is Simply Focus with every Channel and Dominic Gouda for Live and Joy and Hello and welcome back to the Simply Focus podcast, The Good Life Approach, your podcast for life in joy and ease. My name is Elfie Czerny. And I'm Dominic Goda. Hi there. We're live at Breakfast today in Toronto and we're looking forward to the start in a few minutes. We're excited to report in our this week's podcast from the Breakfast and to share with you our highlights, highlights from the participants, highlights from Hazen Moon and Boyong Ko. And are looking forward to inspiring you with what inspires us. And one of the focuses we would like to have in this podcast is how we teach SF and what is most useful for our participants. So let's get started. Hazen Moon and Boyong Ko, you're the hosts of this year's Brief Fest, actually of every year's Brief Fest. <laughs> so what are your best hopes from this year's Brief Fest, Hazen? I think this year, especially, I am so excited because people who are in so many different diverse backgrounds, they're coming. But not only that, people who are looking into using coaching in their workplace, they're coming. And my best hopes is for them to be able to actually learn this without calling it in a restrictive term such as coaching but you know learning it as a dialogue learning it as a different way of having a better dialogue at work and at home so that's what really excites me thank you Hasan. so what about you what are your best hopes from this year's brief fest boyon my best hope i would say is to have the most playful and fun learning event that doesn't feel like learning and yet you come away you know having learned so much having discovered so much that you do well already i love that <laughs> and i'm very much looking forward to talking to the participants now and looking for what they already discovered or will discover throughout this journey so we completed the first three days of the summer intensive coaching course and I have right now Laura with me and I'm very excited to have you here and to see how your sparkles become more and more. So Laura, what was most useful for you in the first three days? Um, yeah, so what's been most useful for me is seeing the quadrants and recognizing how we can support to orient our client with the different questions and different dialogue that we're going to have with them. Could you briefly explain the quadrant for our listeners? Yes, of course. So if you think about a cross and like a T shape, where you want to be thinking is future, is forward. So up in that top right hand corner is your best hopes. It's that alternate future that you want to create for yourself and all the rest of it that we think we need to talk about and we think we need to share is perhaps useful but not necessary and the space we want to be working in and where we want to help orient our client is that top right hand quadrant is that future best self and uh, that's become very exciting for me i love that and listen to her after three days beginners training isn't that awesome so thank you very much i also have anna Freed with me so thank you very much for being here what was most useful 
useful for you so far? I think for me, what was most useful is being very conscious of the words I use and being more insightful to what's being said in the way that I listen and how I digest it and use that to ask the questions that might help the client. Wow. So, Anna Fried, what difference might that make for your practice? Well, I'm not a coach, but I do a lot of leadership development at my organization. So, I think for my practice is being able to be that example for our leaders and what it really means to listen to understand because it's something that I'm constantly pushing for and being able to give people the space to be themselves and to be able to express who they are and what they're feeling. So I think it's being able to explain that and also to live it as well. Wow, and you said listen to understand. What are you listening for after those three days in a different way? I am listening for really what the person cares about. What is coming, like what speaks to their soul and their authentic voice. Something that I really believe in is being able to be your authentic self and speak your truth. So really listening to the cues that people are giving you to what is the underlying reason or what is really kind of triggering such a passion or a caring aspect for whatever the topic is. Wow, thank you very, very much, Anna Fried. Laura, we talked about this upper right quadrant. So if you imagine this quadrant, we have on the horizontal X, the future on the right, the past on the left. And on the vertical X, we have on the bottom, the negative things and on the top, the positive. And as you said, you're very excited about talking with people about their preferred future, about their best hopes, about anything they're excited. So what difference will that make for you or maybe does it already make for you great question and actually the difference I think it's gonna make is actually for the client I'm an organizational coach and a mediator and I believe when people come into a space with me there's this performative expectation that they're gonna have to talk all about all the things they don't want and all the problems that may have brought them to our meeting together and perhaps before this I wouldn't have known that there was a better way to start and so I think the biggest difference here is actually going going to be for the client because I'll be able to right away from the very first question orient us into that top right hand quadrant where that best future is and you know if they need to talk about the rest if they bring it up there's a space where they can say what needs to be said and then another great question to keep orienting them to that other space and so I am absolutely just over the top excited about getting to that first session I can't wait to see my next client and really oh my gosh have that amazing conversation. Thank you very much. You talked about these questions. Could you give us an example of a question you might ask for a start now? Yeah, for sure. So um, my go-to question in the past, and I'm going to go to this bottom quadrant for a moment. I'll do exactly what I just finished saying we shouldn't do. But, you know, in the past, I would say, so what brought you here? Or why is it that we're here? And that automatically orients them to talk about what they don't want. And so a great question I heard over the weekend that I tucked away and actually tried yesterday is, you know, I'm sure there is a great reason why you're here. Suppose that this conversation was useful. Tomorrow, when you're back at work or back with your family, how will you know that this was useful? And my gosh, the difference that those two questions make, just even picture that in your mind. Right away from the first moment, this person will know that this is going to be a different kind of conversation. 
thank you very much, the two of you. And I'm eager to hear what's going on tomorrow, the day after tomorrow with the two of you and your practice. So thank you very much and talk to you later. Yeah. I'm here with Dorota and Wendy right now, and I would love to continue the conversation we just had with Laura and Anna Fried. So we did not only talk about the quadrant, we also recorded sessions and then analyzed the sessions with this quadrant. So Dorota, what differences did it make for you to record your sessions? Hi, it was actually quite interesting because I've noticed that when I look back at them and I analyze, I've noticed that I would have perhaps answered things differently. I caught myself saying things that I will hopefully no longer say anymore, right? I caught myself also seeing how much I allowed clients to dwell in the past or what doesn't work. So it was extremely useful and reflective piece with evidence and body language and everything to actually see it because whatever I thought I've done, when I looked at it not only once I've looked at the sum of the sessions a couple of times and each day I look at them I see something else so it's almost like this could be like a never-ending project in a way right it was quite interesting to see it it was beautiful wonderful wow thank you so much so what helped you in looking at the videotapes and what would you do different now well, right now, I would definitely pay attention more to a client, what they were saying, and keep my focus and client's focus in the positive future. So in other words, what do you want instead? If something doesn't work out, what would be the optimal way or optimal alternative from whatever is happening? In a way, I've noticed that when that happens, clients are looking at planning already in their heads and they're looking at next steps forward as opposed to identifying my life is not good, this is not working and just sitting and dwelling on that. So it's almost like it's a hopeful and progressive and optimistic and action-oriented move forward. I actually love it. And now I'm having goosebumps actually. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Thank you very much, Dorota. Wendy, what differences did it make for you to to record and analyze in a solution-focused way your coaching sessions? Well, like Dorota, I found that actually looking at myself and looking at the interactions that I had with the person that I was talking with helped me to look at, you know, how they responded to the questions that I asked. And it helped me to reflect on what I might have been able to ask in a different way that might have produced a more positive result or answer with them. It also helped me to see my body language and their body language and sort of how we responded to each other and it helped me to see how my own facial expressions and my own energy level impacted the person that I was talking with so I found that was very helpful as well and I also found that it really helped me to reflect on what would have been better ways to ask or different ways to phrase things to get a more positive outcome. So how might that invite you to do things differently at your workplace? So I think at my workplace, in my interactions with others, it helps me to be more thoughtful about the ways that I respond to things that people are saying and the kinds of questions that I then ask them based on what I'm hearing. So I think it helps to make the conversation more focused on the direction that that person would like to go in their conversation and on also helping to direct that conversation in a certain way toward what 
whatever they've identified as their goal or their outcome for that conversation. And you're actually not in a coaching setting every day, right? No, I'm not in a coaching setting. So what is your profession? So um, by background, I'm a nurse. Right now I work in a setting where I'm doing a lot of project-related work. And so I spend a lot of time in my office alone, but I also have a lot of interactions with a wide variety of stakeholders across Ontario. So leaders who work in the education area, leaders who work in healthcare organizations. And so I have a lot of interactions and also influence over the direction um, that the project is going to take. And so no coaching that's formal but lots of conversations beautiful and especially beautiful how it's possible to apply solution focus in every everyday conversation thank you very much wendy i hope to talk to you later we are starting right now so hazan is ringing the bells for the start of the second part of the brief fest day four boyanko and hazan moon were right in the middle of brief fest Yes, right in the middle of it. And we interviewed participants about their learnings and they're all talking about the dialogic orientation with quadrants. So tell us more about that. What did you do there and how could that be useful for participants? You know, one of the things we always talked about was, you know, this is a very simple and sophisticated model, yet how come it takes such a long time to actually teach it? And we realized it's not because the students are slow, but we probably didn't know how to teach it better. So based on how our students taught us how to teach, we have this uh, very simple model that we weren't too sure if it will work or not, inspired by microanalysis. So the quadrant right now, not sure what to call it, but it's just something to do with the dialogic orientation. How do we orient our clients in our dialogue? And inspired by microanalysis, we actually have the horizontal axis. So you know the one that is kind of flat line. So that is actually called from past to future. And then we have the vertical line, which is from positive content to negative content. Now these terms are from microanalysis. So then we can actually then have four quadrants. So first quadrant, which is upper right corner, which is your positive future. And then of course the quadrant two is the upper left, which is the positive past. And then quadrant number three, which is lower left, which is negative past. And then the last one, which is uh, lower right, which is quadrant number four, negative future. So that is a very simple model that we decided to bring in as a way of introducing microanalysis very early in, in their training. And we are actually quite blown away by how people just quickly connected and they get to see their own work with that specific map, so to speak. Every participant that we interviewed mentioned how useful it was to have this orientation that you said, just finding out what the answer of the client is and then asking a question that goes in the upper right corner, for example, or in the upper left corner, and then checking the answer again. And the last few days here, the participants did video coachings and the transcripts of their own work. And right now they're out there and doing other coaching and another transcript. So how do they use it for their learning? I think that is up for discovery for the most part, as this is, you know, our kind of first time that we're doing this formally in this approach. And yet we mentioned that we're halfway through Briefest right now. And today we've had one of our participants go through her baseline coaching transcript, which was done the first day and compared it to the coaching transcript she had done on day two using the quadrant. So all she did was she just looked at her utterances, the things that she had asked her clients 
quadrants and to see which quadrant these questions that she had asked fit in. And the first baseline coaching, the first one that she has done in this program, they were all in the negative past quadrant. And very, very surprisingly, the second one, without having any other things, but just this concept of you know what it is that we're talking about and what kind of response we're eliciting from our clients, the day two coaching already were situated in uh, future positive. And so I was immensely impressed that she was able to do that. And she had actually looked at her transcript using this quadrant, which wasn't what we had asked her to do, but clearly she found it useful enough to have that visual uh, laid out on the paper. And that's how she studied her transcript. And so that's also really, really affirming and inspiring for us that, you know, this was a useful thing. And, you know, for me, I mean, we, we kind of joked about this fancy term that we came up with, which was uh, linguistic audiation, you know, like the ability to hear, you know, before it's said in your mind. And if it's linguistic, obviously, it's something about our use of language. And I believe the quadrant uh, provides a tool for you to envision this use of language a little bit more clearly. You know, when you tell a story or when you see a picture, it puts a clearer picture in your mind. And somehow this quadrant seems to be doing similar Thing for participants. So I'm actually really, really impressed. I really enjoy kind of seeing what students are doing with that. So a lot of learning already from day one on just by looking at your own work and using this orientation to well, make progress in your own conversations. So halfway done, halfway to go. What are you hoping that your participants here take away from those three and a half days that are coming up? You know, what was so amazing for me was they just had about two and a half days of foundations and then they had one day off. And then when they came back today, we asked them, so what have you done since we last met? And all of them have done something. They have coached their spouses or, I mean, spouse, or they have coached their friends or family. And they have come and really excited about it. And in a way, when they see this orientation, you know, the reason why we want to call it orientation is one, because it's not your job to move them. Your job is to simply orient them. That's what I believe. And then second thing is this particular quadrant I find useful when you are also using it as a way to capture movements in a conversation. So no question in isolation is either positive nor negative. You don't know. We may have greatest intention, but then the way that our clients may respond, it worked or not. Then when you are actually tracking the movement from what you're intending to do and what it ends up becoming, and then also tracking how your client might be moving in their own narrative or utterance or even throughout your coaching conversation, you can track it on this map. So what I really hope the people to uh, continue to do is I mean today right before they went out to do their last coaching video right now they can't wait to do another session so that they get to compare and learn from it now that learning happens when I am not in the picture when Poyon is not in the picture and I think that's what excites me the most that they can continue this without us And I think that's what's so amazing. So good that Wednesday's off then and that they can really go out there and use it in their real life. I think for me, my best of starting the Brief Fest was that this will be a learning environment where, you know, people are having fun and this will be playful and really like fun learning environment. And another participant today that I had a chance to sit at the table with, she was clearly having fun. So, I mean, obviously it wasn't fun all the way because there were times when she didn't really know what this was about or how much she was grasping the concepts and things like that. But she was telling us what she had discovered 
recovered from her own transcripts, and she was just laughing at herself. And it was just so cute and sweet that she was so thrilled noticing the progress. You know, she now has that freedom and joyfulness and lightheartedness to laugh at her own work. She's like, can you imagine? I did this. I am, you know. And so we had this really, really fun, lighthearted conversation, which I was just totally impressed with. And so I think for the second half of this program, I really hope that grows because I think that is immensely motivating. And just like Hassan says, we really want people to be doing this on their own. In all education, our end goal is that learners become teachers themselves. They are self-sufficient and self-motivated learners, and that's sort of what we want to be part of. That if this somehow facilitated them to become more of that, then I think we really had a meaningful experience. That this was really worthwhile for everybody. So that's my best hope for the remaining uh, brief fest. And with the transcripts, you have proof of that. That's the greatest thing. Just see their progress. They see their own progress. And well, we're curious to see what will go on in the next few days and what participants say about their learning and what's most useful for them. So thank you very much for this conversation and see you in a few days then. We are at day seven lunch break of the free fest and I'm here with Ekta and I'm really curious Ekta to talk with you about learning and about the learning experience throughout this seven days. So what did Boyan and Hazan do that supported your learning? Wow. <laughs> Thank you for this question. You know, my first thought or instinct is to answer with kind of what they did and also what they didn't do. And that's more because of my own expectations, I think, coming to courses or classes, as we call them. I think for me personally, I've come to expect certain instructional or like a typical quote-unquote educational setup when you go to a class or a course. This was nothing like those, <laughs> uh, which actually in this case supported my learning beautifully because it truly allowed for a journey in the true sense and I was able to make it my own journey and in a weirdly fascinating symbolic way as I now have a slightly better understanding of solution focus. I say that because it's a journey. It brings it all together. That even in the way of teaching and creating that learning experience, that even that was solution focused for them because they asked useful and necessary questions and no more and no less. Thank you very, very much. You said it's a journey. So how did this learning setting here support your journey in terms of your future journey? A useful and necessary question. <laughs> I think I'd like to answer this in terms of a couple key learnings for me because those I think will help me continue on my future journey. So my biggest learning, which ties in with my first comment about the atypical design, which led me to really realize that there are no formulas or rules as such when you truly are in a solution-focused stance. I mean, sure, we spoke about, you know, wanting to orient people to certain 
certain parts and preferred future of their life. But I think I came in thinking and wondering a little bit if there are some steps or some formula. And I think my biggest takeaway is that no, as long as we are asking useful and necessary questions and orienting people to the preferred future as much as possible. So I think that's my biggest takeaway and that will help me because I have let go of that expectation that I need to learn some formula or remember some steps in every conversation. I'm free of that and that I think will continue on my journey. Thank you so much. So Ekta, what do you do instead of having a formula? I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> I think what I do instead is I truly listen because for me, when I started off thinking, oh, what should my next question be? I wonder now in hindsight how many missed opportunities there are in those conversations. So what I'm going to do instead is be present as those opportunities are presenting themselves in the conversation because I won't have of that frame anymore that I have to have my next perfect question or there's some steps or just I will truly listen for clues that the client is already well I heard this you know phrase a lot this past week about the client's own resources so listen for clues about the client's own resources um, and listen for those instances or examples or words or whatever the language where the client is really already talking about their possibilities and their preferred future and sometimes the positive past as well. So I will more mindfully listen for clues about all of these things. Thank you so much. Anina is also here with us. So Anina, from all the things Hazan and Boyan did over these seven days, what was most useful for you and your learning journey? Um, thank you. Yeah, I think most of what we did was really useful, actually, because one thing I particularly enjoy about Hazan's and Boyan's workshops is that they're so practice-oriented and so pragmatic and relevant to what we actually do. So I was thinking about how different it would have been if they would have, you know, just lectured, right? And I think we would have walked away with about, you know, 2% of the skills that we were able to gain through it being so focused on relevant skills, right? And it's what I also love is that it's whatever skill is most relevant is kind of up to you to decide, um, like Ekta was saying, as long as it's kind of orienting the clients towards the preferred future and, you know, the questions are helpful instead of harmful. Yeah, I think giving that as a guideline and then helping us explore what that means for us is just priceless. I think a lot about what they do is asking questions, right? So you really reflect on what are your best hopes from this workshop and how would this make a really massive difference in your own life? And then you get enough time to explore what that really means through different exercises, through coaching uh, practices. There's a lot of reflection, even in small groups, right? So sometimes when questions are being asked, it is our task to then turn to our neighbor and engage in a conversation within a small group rather than answer, you know, and make the whole group listen to your answer one, but also take the time to go through everyone's answer. I just thought it's a really efficient way and very effective of gathering knowledge. Another thing is that it's heavily reliant on collaboration, the way they teach. And it's just fascinating to find out, you know, what do other people do that are in here with you? And how do they approach this? And why is this relevant to them? And yeah, where can we get if we can combine our brilliance, as you would say, right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Anina. Dorota, we talked a few days ago about what was most useful for you, about what were your learnings. So after seven days, brief first intense course, 
from all those things that Boyan and Hazen did throughout this course, what were the most useful things for you in your learning experience? Wow, so the most useful, I would say, was the atmosphere, very conducive to learning, so very safe environment. Both of them created it, so I didn't feel scared to test things or even experiment, and it was okay to make mistakes and laugh at them, so that was probably the most useful in terms of the setup and how it went. The openness, how everything was sort of possibility. We could go anywhere almost with it, so that was wonderful. So it was a little bit mind-blowing, to be honest with you, because where is the structure, where is the agenda, where is the outcome, where are the goals, where are the steps? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. Another thing that comes to mind right now is that extremely useful were the feedback and the coaching sessions we have done on the videotape and then analyzing them and also moving it forward. In addition to mind-blowing quadrants, but also the typical framework, very generic framework, where do we like to keep clients and also uh, making it it achievable in a way that clients could imagine things so so seizing the moment when they could see certain things in their past or they're already doing it now those are also very powerful things that I've learned I mean I could go on and on how much time do we have but it's just those things are just coming first into into my mind and all those things and you said you could go on and on and on what differences did they make for you for your practice in the coming days and weeks and hopefully years. Wow. Very mind-blowing in terms of how I see things now, how I listen to people in a, through very different lenses. So it's quite interesting to see that I just pay attention to different things. I even notice that now I'm still in it and I go home and I filter it differently. I listen to the news, somebody says something and I filter it differently. I recall my past conversations with people and I think of them differently. So in other words, the focus of attention is very different. And I can apply it in my personal life, at work, leisure time, whenever, right? And whoever, almost, right? I could always have a conversations with people that are in line with the coaching principles. Wow, thank you very, very much, Dorota. And I'm also here with Laura. So, Laura, coming to your learning journey, what did Hazen and Boyan do to support you in your learning journey throughout this seven days or maybe even before I don't know yes so much and and I love that you said even before when I was trying to make the decision do I come to brief fest when I come to brief fest I sent off a quick email and who calls me but his son herself and that was surprising to me I was expecting you know something different and she spent the time and we were on the phone for a while we you know we were just sharing stories and by the end of that conversation I knew this was right where my journey had brought me For whatever reason, however it happened, this is where I was supposed to come. And so arriving on day one, I already felt so comfortable because of her thoughtfulness and the time that she spent with me on the phone to make sure this was exactly what I wanted to do and where I should be. What did she do in supporting you to know that this is the place where you want to be even before? Oh, what a great question. You know, perhaps I didn't realize it at the time, but now that I understand solution focus, 
she actually validated what I'm already doing. And so what I love about that is, you know, I was really proud of where my career was, but I wanted to take it to a next step. And what she did was really met me there and validated all the great things I was already doing. And I now realize she was asking me that and gave me that time to talk about all those great things that I was doing and all the different interactions I was proud of. And then from that foundation, she helped me build even before I got here, provided this great base where then I could add what I've learned. And so she was so respectful of knowing I have a past, I have education, I have a career already. And she saw me as a human and really recognized that and then helped me see where this would fit in all of that already. Wow. <laughs> that is what Dorota and I thought both now. <laughs> And throughout these seven days, what did you experience here? And, you know, I see you're a really good observer. So what did you see them doing from all the things they did that impressed you most? Every step of the way, it was supported and encouraged and then the continued learning. They have this uncanny way of knowing exactly when to pause long enough for you to sit with it and then when to move forward. I don't know how they do that, but they know. And the timing of their conversations or the timing of their questions in our debriefs was so important. And that tells me that they are keen observers and that the people in the space learning are in that moment the most important thing to them. Thank you very much. Wow, seven days of briefest. It was such an enjoyable time. Hey, San, what did you enjoy most? your coffee <laughs> definitely that made all the difference because i mean i think really it wasn't just coffee but it's really sign of contribution that signs of serving and in a way that created the feel of people coming here to learn and to be served and support one another i loved it thank you so much yeah that was my favorite highlight <laughs> Wow, what other favorite highlights did you have, Hayson? You know, one of my favorite highlights actually was to see Bibiana sitting with us during lunch. And when we were kind of talking about the session, Bibiana turning to one of our participants and asking, what was your favorite highlight? <laughs> And that was so precious. So then now we're using that in our class. What was your favorite highlight? So that was one of my favorite highlights for sure. And I think in terms of what our participants did, them seeing their own work from day one, using videotapes and doing it every single day. And now what day seven, and now they have about seven different tapes. When you look at their baseline, which was day one and now day seven, they see a huge progress in their own Own work and other people they're just so excited about seeing those progress and I think that's what excites me the most at this moment because somehow I feel that we can share this in a much shorter time instead of going through a long training so I'm actually thinking about even reducing the time to maybe even shorter than seven days uh, yeah that's what excites me at the time and what I actually love is when we talk about seven days we talk about six and a half days yes it's six and a half days you're right yeah and Actually, by day five, I felt like, you know, when you're hired by a company and they ask you to coach somebody for five sessions or something, and by session two, you're thinking, we're kind of done. What do we do now? I think that's how I felt by day three or four, I think. 
Yeah, so Boyan, what did you enjoy most? Well, I always enjoy getting to know the people. This particular group, I would say, had such positive energy. Uh, we really bonded very, very well, really quickly, right from the get-go. And I really enjoyed coming together as an SF community. What I enjoyed the most, you know, in terms of being a community is already within our first few days, participants were sharing how they were using or applying solution-focused approach in their conversation with their neighbors, with their friends and seeing so much impact already. So that was very encouraging. So I enjoy that a lot. And I think I also enjoy the moments when learning kind of emerged out of our conversations. So we didn't necessarily plan on like teaching portions or anything like that, but people had great questions. And out of those, we really had very, very insightful conversations. Heysan mentioned Bibi's favorite highlight. So what was your favorite highlight of these six and a half days? I think my favorite highlight was exactly that. Actually, the moment when Bibi said favorite highlights, because I noticed Bibi kind of listening to everybody else's conversation. And she noticed that her dad, Dominic Yu, was asking one of our participants, what was your highlight this morning? And Bibi listened. And then she asked me, what was your highlight? And so I answered. And then she said, what else? And then I was thinking, but at that moment, she said, what was your favorite highlight? And that was really my favorite highlight, that even a girl that young could pick that up so quickly and have all of us, you know, engage in thinking this way and conversing in this way. That was awesome. Wow. So seven days of great learning and Breakfast is over now. We're so thankful that we could be here and could participate, could observe and learn from and with the participants. So thank you very much for having us. And we are looking forward to Breakfast part two as well, which will be the train the train and not sure, but maybe there are still spots left. So <laughs> if you're super inspired and flexible, then book your tickets and come to Toronto and have a great time with us. You'll find everything you need on our website. Go to www.sfontour.com slash simplyfocuspodcast and then go to episode number 18. Also, if you're in Toronto, come and join us to a beautiful workshop barbecue around the RV. That will be on July 29th and we are very much looking forward to be there with a bunch of really cool people <laughs> and hope that you will be one of them. And also great coffee, of course. So also go to our website you'll find all the details there plus on july 3rd dominic and i are invited to a webinar of ellen k and we will talk about solution focused leadership in north america it's a free webinar via zoom and you will also find the details for registration and anything on our website in the resources section so let's come to the challenge of the week yay let's do that i love practice seven days at brief fest it was about discovering their own progress. So we're curious, how do you discover your own progress? And as you discover your own progress, how do you use it back into your practice? Because as Boyan says, we don't need more lessons probably, but we need more practice. So please comment on our website. We're curious how you do that and how it flows back into your practice. And as usual, I love to remind you that your learnings, your insights, 
your inspirations might inspire someone else and might lead to valuable insights for someone else and might even help going someone else on their solution-focused journey. So please share with us on our website in the comments field on www.sfventura.com slash simplyfocus and then go to episode number 18. So again, thank you very much for having us. Thank you very much for creating this great learning experience for everybody. And wow, we're looking forward to see you soon again. Well, see you soon. And I'm so looking forward to the Train the Trainer because it will be a Train the Trainer without Trainer. See you soon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Is that good? That's good. Know. Very good. There you go. Thank you.